Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Well, hello. Welcome to Jules Says. I'm Jules, Julie, grandmother, mom. And at one time, people even called me a cougar because Grandfather Abe is 16 years younger than I am, which scandalized the small town of Sarnia when we first started dating. But, you know, we made it. When I split up from the girl's father, I was absolutely sure that I was going to be alone for the rest of my life, and I was happy about it. I was 39 years old, I had three children, and I just thought at 39, which I think is laughable now, at the time I just thought, well, I'm not interested in men anymore, that's just fine. So I definitely wasn't looking to date anyone or see anyone, I was just thrilled to be alone. And sometimes I think when you're happy to be alone, you're more likely to meet someone. Now, there were a couple of men who were actually interested. One time, I was grocery shopping with Carrie. Carrie would have been 11, maybe barely 12. And I always chat with strangers when I'm in public. It's fine. And this older man, when I say older, he was, you got to remember, I was 39. But he was... um, A really nice-looking, very white-haired man, you know, with his trousers pulled up well over his belly, bright blue eyes. I mean, he was, to me, he looked older than my father. But anyway, if you don't try, you don't get. So he started chatting to me, and of course I chatted back. And he asked a couple of questions, like, what's your name? And I always would only give a first name, Julie. Oh, and then I'd go down the aisle, and then I'd run into him in the next aisle, and Carrie was with me. And at one point, 
He started asking, oh, well, where do you live? And I just said, oh, I just live in, you know, the Oak Acres neighborhood. I was vague about it. And then he mentioned that he lived in this apartment building and Carrie piped up, oh, my dad lives in that apartment building. Well, then his little face lit up. Oh, what's your father's name? And she told him. So, of course, the man's not an idiot. He put two and two together and figured out my last name based on that and figured out that we weren't together. And he was telling me about his baking prowess, what a wonderful baker he was. And I'm like, oh, that's great. But at this point, I'm thinking, oh, this man's kind of friendly. I just want to get my groceries and get out of here. So I left, thought nothing of it. A few days later, I get a phone call from this guy. Oh, hi, this is Ed. We met in the grocery store. And I'm like, uh, okay. Hi, Ed. I baked you a pie. Remember I was telling you what a good baker I was? And I said, okay, well, I really can't accept. Thank you. That's very kind of you, but I really would feel very uncomfortable. There's absolutely nothing that I could do for you in return. So thank you, but no. And he said, no, but I baked it for you. You have to get, uh, what's your address? I'll drop it off. And I said, no, I'm busy. I'm actually on my way out. I have to go. Oh, no, I can drop it off. And he had to have known my address because he then went on to tell me how he got my phone number. He started calling Ryan's. He got my number fairly quickly because, well, at first he tried calling Ryan's with my ex-husband's first name. But it was my phone number from when I was single, and I had just changed the surname. So he got my number. He obviously had my address because both are together in the phone book. But anyway, I was on my way to a rehearsal for a play, and he insisted. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can stop by and pick it up. He was that insistent that I get this apple pie. So I went to the apartment building. He buzzed me up. And it's a building. I mean, I felt safe. Plus, he was fairly old. Like, I thought, well, if he tries anything, I can probably kick his ass. And maybe he's lonely. Maybe he's looking for someone to play canasta with him. I just, it didn't occur to me that he might be interested. So anyway, I got the pie. I thanked him very much. He tried to chit-chat with me a bit at the door of his apartment. So I left. I gave the pie to my dad because my dad always loves a pie. If you gave my dad apple pie, he'd say, Have you no Velveeta? Uh, you can't eat apple pie without Velveeta. That was, I don't know if they have Velveeta in the UK or in all parts of the world, but it's a very processed, mild, orangey cheese. It's, it's not something I would have liked. But anyway, my dad liked the pie. I thought, okay, that was okay. So a few days later, I get another phone call from Ed. Now he's asking me out to go to a dance. And I'm like, oh, there it is. So I declined. And then, you know, I one of the things I learned at work in assertiveness training was don't give people a reason. Just say no thank you and leave it at that. And I am pretty good at that. But Ed was just so persistent. I don't know if it's a generational thing. He wasn't disrespectful or I guess it is kind of rude to be that persistent when someone says no. I just said, no, thank you. Finally, I actually gave in and gave him a reason. I said, look, I haven't been separated from my husband for that long. I don't feel comfortable going to something like that with a man. I just don't feel comfortable. So the answer is no, and it's always going to be no. So 
The pie man, it turned out, did have a motive, which really shocked me because not only was I not interested in seeing anyone, it didn't really occur to me that anyone would be interested in me because at the time I just viewed myself as a tired, harried, 39-year-old divorcee with three children. And that's fine. I didn't want anyone to be interested, but I was a bit thrown off by the pie man. And then a friend of mine came over. We just had a few drinks at my house one night, maybe a few too many. And she brought some little friend of hers over. I say little because he was the opposite end of the spectrum. He was maybe 21 years old and he had a part-time job in a pizza joint. And then he said he wanted to go out with me. And I'm like, no, thank you. I'm no, I was just kind of shocked. So not long after all of this was going on, a good friend of mine, well, of ours, Bernie and Robin, set Abe and I up on a date. Now, Abe and Bernie are the same age, and they've been friends since college. Robin and I are the same age. We've worked together for a few years, and those two were dating. I have a feeling they kind of wanted to have another couple who were in the same boat as they were. I don't know. Now, I had already known Abe for quite a few years at work. Always thought he was a lovely guy. Lovely guy. He was hardworking. He was kind. He was respectful. He had a great smile. He was just one of those guys who everybody liked, and he was handsome. I used to rack my brain trying to think of someone I might know, some nice young woman. I thought of Orla, actually, who was a, the daughter of a family friend. She would have been in Abe's dating age range, I thought. And she's lovely and athletic and smart and everything. Anyway, that never happened, but I certainly never thought of Abe for myself. I just didn't. And then Bernie and Robin set us up on this date. And the date was for the four of us to go out for dinner and then to a comedy show. And then later on, we went out and played pool and had some drinks. And so Abe sent me an email and said, I hear we have a date. And I said, yeah, don't, I mean, you don't have to go. I don't know why, you must have something better to do on a Friday night. I mean, I, I genuinely could not understand why he would be interested in doing this. He's an attractive, single, young man. Surely he has something better to do. I viewed the whole thing as a pity date. You know what? I'm going to get him in and see what his perspective was, because I don't even know what he was thinking at that time. I know what I was thinking. It was like, ugh. But I can tell you, after the 21-year-old pizza boy and the pie man, the thought of going on a date with Abe just didn't seem so way out in left field as it might have been if I hadn't had those two express an interest. I'm going to get Abe. So I have Abe in my studio. Hi, Abe. Hi, Julie. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm very excited. <laughs> so I was just telling the friends about our first date. Well, not about the actual date, but Bernie and Robin set us up. And my impression was, why? Why would you even want to do that? I mean, waste a Friday night. I kind of felt like it was a pity date. What were you thinking? Well, I was just thinking... I don't know. I, Bernie and Robin wanted to set us up. I thought I was actually thinking they didn't want to be the only ones in a 
relationship where the woman was older. And so that was part of it. And the other part was, I don't know, I thought that might be exciting. Like we had started to get to know each other at work. You'd stop by and chat with me a bit. I don't know. It it was exciting, kind of. But then I also thought, "Ah, maybe this is more of a friend thing. I don't know. I was just kind of trying to think of what you were thinking. Mm, Well, of course, I thought it was a pity date. You offered to pick me up. I said I would meet you there, and you insisted on picking me up. So when you picked me up, I remember getting in the car and going, what is this? I had no idea. It was very weird for me. So we went out. And then we had dinner first before we went to the comedy show. And of course, we knew each other from work, all four of us. So it was a very easy conversation and joking around. We even made some jokes about, because you paid for dinner. And I'm like, you can't pay for dinner because we're not going to have sex. So if you pay, and you insisted on paying for dinner. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have to take you out for dinner. So I kind of preempted you getting out of a second date. You shouldn't have paid for dinner. That was really your fatal mistake. You could have been a free yeah. man. You could have been with a an age-appropriate woman. You could have your own family, live in the dream in Sarnia. Mm. But anyway, that date was weird. It was weird for me. And yeah, me too. I, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering what you were thinking. I thought, well, you know, maybe this is just a friend thing. But then it was also a little bit exciting too. Ooh. So you dropped me off, and that was that. And then it wasn't long after that that you came over with Bernie to borrow some wigs, because you and Bernie were dressing up as Hooters girls for Halloween. And Catherine was there, and you and Bernie both came in, and I went and got the wigs. Of course, you know, I have a pretty well-rounded costume box. And Catherine said to me after you left, you like that guy. And I said, well, yeah, I like that guy. He's a really nice guy. He's a great guy. And she said, no, you like that guy. And I dismissed it because at that point, it's weird. Sometimes your children know you better than you know yourself. Because I didn't think that that was really on the table. Yeah, I didn't think it was either. No. And was it your mom was taking you to the airport? I was cutting the lawn. Were you dropping the wigs off? Yeah. I was, yeah, mom was uh, driving me to the airport and I thought I'd better get these wigs back to you sooner than later. So I thought, okay, this would be a fine time to do that. And um, she said the same thing to me. (laughs) She said, you like her. Well, yeah, I like like her fine, like a friend. But that was before anything happened. Because I was a fun gal at work, wasn't I? For an IT person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know... One of the things that kind of did it, I don't know if it did it for me, but um, changed my impression of you, or I didn't really have an opinion yet, but Bernie had gone to your office. I, I think he had some requests for you to do, and you were joking around about, oh, I turn these yellow lights green and these red lights green. That's my job. Yeah. And of course, that was a joke because there was a lot more to it than that. And he was the one who was saying, what? She's actually quite a smart gal. And uh, that really got my interest because I'd been dating a bit and uh, I was just figuring out what I liked. And I know that I didn't like people who weren't clever, smart. Hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bernie. So you were going away for some work trip, if I recall. Yeah. 
and building. And I think it wasn't long after that, Robin and I went out one night just for a few drinks, the girls, to a couple different places. And you and Bernie also went out the same night. And I've never asked them, but I sometimes wonder to this day if they didn't set that up. Because then, next thing I know, Robin's like, let's go to this place. And we go there. And who do we run into? We run into you and Bernie. And by then, you and I had had a few drinks. Yeah. And... You said to me, I think we should just date. I think you're beautiful and smart, and I th- I know it's not going to be forever, but we should just, why not? Yeah. And of course, I was incredibly flattered, and I was slightly hammered, and I'm looking up at you, and I had my hand on your back, and you're speaking close to me, and I could actually feel that big, what's that big back? The spinal erector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, okay, well, when you put it that way. But the funny thing is, because you told me later <laughs> that... Well, at the same time, there were some girls behind me competing for my attention via my rear end. Uh, <laughs> were both of them massaging your butt at the same time? Well, for sure one was, yeah. <laughs> And you had said that that isn't the kind of thing that happens to you very often. It's almost like when it rains, it pours. And when you're not looking for something, all of a sudden, there they are. That night, I peaked. (laughs) (laughs) You peaked at age 23. (laughs) And I peaked apparently at age 39. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Now, we kind of started to date regularly after that, although it was usually once a week. It's not like we were in each other's pockets. I had my children to raise. but. People knew we were dating, and everyone thought it was bananas. I had no idea how scandalized the town would be. Mm -hmm. I shared an office at the time with Rick and Richard, and they were 
I mean, they're men. They know how men think. And they would be saying to me, what are you thinking? What are you doing? He's 23 years old. I know how 23-year-old men think. And then there would be other friends of mine who would say things like, you should be with a real man who can wine you and dine you and take you on beautiful trips. And, you know, my children obviously didn't like it. They were incredibly embarrassed. And I certainly understood why. Mm -hmm. There were so many reasons for us not to go out. But I think at that point, I accidentally fell in love with you along the way. And I didn't want to prove everyone right. Yeah, that was definitely part of it for me, too. Yeah, I didn't think the news would get out so quickly, and I hadn't really processed everything. I naively thought that we could just date kind of on the down low and see what happened. I certainly didn't think that the whole town would be talking about it and find out actually as soon as they did, too. So... That was a surprise. So you wanted to keep me a secret? Well, it's really none of anyone's business but ours. So I guess I did sort of expect some sort of reaction, but not like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's an unusual situation. And I, yeah, same. I didn't want to prove everyone right. Although they were right, of course. We really shouldn't have been together. But it has worked out. Mm. Mostly. <laughs> no, I'm not humming at the working out. I'm going, I'm backtracking to the we shouldn't have been together because to be honest, I had no idea that it would be so hurtful to my children. Yeah. If I had to do it again, knowing that, I honestly don't think I would do it again because I just didn't intend to hurt them. And within a certain amount of time, you were staying over only on weekends and the children would get upset and I would say, but a lot of women would have had someone moved in by now or they would have remarried. And if I were with a 45-year-old man, there would be something else you didn't like about him. So I kind of did dig my heels in for those reasons as well. Yeah, those are valid points, but they were right too. I mean, uh, we weren't being very empathetic to them. And of course, I, I didn't think it through all the way, of course. Uh, I was 23. <laughs> yeah, your brain was still developing. I don't have that excuse. <laughs> but yeah. I did not think it would be so hurtful to them. And part of the other thing that made it extra hurtful for them was the comments they would get from other people. One girl at school came up to Catherine and said, uh, isn't your mother like uh, a slut? You know, things like that. That's one thing from your peers. But Catherine also worked in a restaurant, and one man in particular, this is just an example because it happened all over the place from a lot of people. One man in particular, we all knew him. We had been involved in theater with him. And he said to Catherine, who was working at the restaurant, he was a patron, what do you call Abe? Brother? <laughs> and Catherine, who was only 16, maybe 17 at the time, just looked at him and said, I call him Abe. For me... It was appalling that adults would be making these kinds of hurtful comments to a kid. One lady I used to work with, is your mom still dating that young guy? <laughs> Snickering with her friend. Really? Yeah. You know, and I also knew so many couples who had an age difference greater than ours. The only difference was the man was older. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
there, it's okay. But yeah, when it's the other way around, it's a big scandal. I don't get it. Well, I didn't really get it then either. And admittedly, our social life at that stage in our relationship, early days, you were still young. So I kind of went along with going out to the bars. And to some extent, I thought, oh, this could be fun because I hadn't done that for many years. I'd been married for 17 years. And it wasn't that much fun. Like a lot of the people in that environment weren't interested in talking. The places we went to, I'm all about the chat, as you well know. Yeah. The places we went to, it was more young people dancing and parading around and acting up. And maybe there'd be a fight afterwards outside. I remember one night we were out somewhere and a bunch of us were outside and honestly, I tried many times to have conversations with people. And there was one of the girls in one of your friend's peer groups. Mm -hmm. She said she was a nurse. And my mother died when she was, when I was 37. So I had some experience with wonderful nursing staff through my mother's terminal illness. And it was long and drawn out. And I am in awe of people who do that for a living. And I told her that, but apparently I didn't express myself very well, or maybe it's because everyone had had a lot to drink. And she took offense to it for some reason and started calling me a fucking bleach blonde fucking cougar. And I'm like, oh, okay. We were all in a parking lot waiting for a taxi. And that was one of those times I would think, wow, what am I doing? I mean, at that time I was 40 by then. And it just seemed bananas. Yeah, I'd hate to do that now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> once in a while, we'll go to a place kind of like that, you know, where there's loud music and you can't really talk. But that's like once every year, couple of years. Well, and only if you want to listen to that band or listen to that particular type of music, because. Uh, yeah, that lifestyle is not appealing to me. Well, as Shannon used to say, Shannon was a woman we both worked with. She used to say, he's not really 30, he's 55. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm up to about 75. 75, right? yeah. You're yeah. a 75-year-old man in a very hot, young body. Thanks. I have the best of both worlds. But you did some things that you might not have done if you weren't with me. You had some leading roles in some theatrical productions. Oh, Definitely, I gained so much from the relationship. It was, it's pretty lopsided. So, yeah, I mean, you introduced me to theater, and then I actually, like you said, was in theater. So, you made me a much better person. Thank you, but I didn't do that. You did that. And you did have to deal with the stress of two of my three children not thinking very much of you. But even at the time, you and I would talk about it, and it was like, well, how would you feel? Mm -hmm. How would you feel if that were your mother? Even then, you empathized with it. And I think that was one of the things about you that I always liked, was you had this old soul maturity, where you were capable of empathizing with how someone might feel, and you didn't take it personally. Yeah, And I remember once when Carrie was really angry about something and you said to me, oh, I wish there was something I could do. And I said to you at the time, all you can do is forgive her when she comes around because I knew she would come around. Around that time, Carrie at one time told me that I had to choose between you and her. 
And I said, Carrie, I'm not choosing between you and Abe. I'm choosing between being allowed to live my own life and being told what to do by my 15-year-old daughter. That's really what this choice is. Well, that was part of it too, right? You you didn't want them to make the call. And it was really not an ideal situation, of course. But We yeah. got through it. We got through it. So we dated for eight years. Remember when we were out on a pub crawl with your sister and we <laughs> met these Irish girls in this pub? And I said, oh, yeah, we dated for eight years. And one girl's face lit up. She's like, oh, you're not together anymore? And I'm like, no, we're lovers. We dated for eight years before we lived together. My plan all along was to move to Toronto. So once Carrie moved out, I decided that I was ready. And it was a matter of I had to do it or it would never happen. Because the longer I waited, the more expensive real estate got here, the older I got. And I knew I had to do it before I was 50 because the odds of me getting work in Toronto diminished with every year that I got older and older. So in 2007, we bought a house in Toronto. But before that, I had said to you, I'm moving to Toronto. Are you in or are you out? Mm -hmm. That was pretty scary. I mean, that was a pivotal moment. I'd always planned to be a consultant. I imagined it would have happened sooner. And I just pictured myself traveling around at least North America and living this consultant's life, just kind of single. This was a very different plan. Well, not very different, but it included you and it included a house and a major project too, the house being the project. So yeah, it was, it was a tough decision. I mean, it was a scary decision. But what was scary about it exactly? Well, it was a major commitment, that's for sure. But you hadn't already moved to Toronto and started that single life. No, but I mean, it was essentially getting married, right? That significance of a commitment, like, okay, we're going to buy a house together. And if you have any hesitations or what's the word? Reservations, then... Oh, now's the time to deal with them. Yeah. And of course, my thinking at the time was I was going to buy a condo if I came myself. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way I was going to buy a house and go through a renovation project. I didn't have the financial means to do that. And so that was my plan if you had said you were out. But lucky you, yeah. you inherited three fabulous daughters. Yes, I did. It was... A great move, and I'm thrilled. And your grandchildren love you, I think, more than they like their grandmother. Nah. And I inherited your family. Your family are extraordinarily wonderful people. Abe has a very close-knit family, and I love them. And you know, one of the small miracles—I shouldn't say small miracles—one of the miracles is that Abe's mother has always accepted me as a part of Abe's life. Yeah. You think about it. What person wants their 23-year-old son dating a 39-year-old divorcee with three children? Yeah, no one. <laughs> Nobody wants that. But it turned out fine. And one of the other things that you did for me is you got me into some good habits because I did not take care of myself very well. When I started dating you, I started eating lunch. 
Because <laughs> I used to just go to work and work all day and not eat. Yeah. So you are good for my health, sometimes too good for my health. You drywalled my basement in Sarnia. That was a very giving thing to do. And I had no intention of moving anyone in until my children had grown up because I wanted to have full jurisdiction over my household, and I did not want the complication of a man in the house. If I were moving in with a man who had children, I would feel very uncomfortable if I had zero say. Yeah. And if I had you moving in when the children were still growing up as my partner, it would have been very unfair to you, and it would have been very unfair to them, yeah, particularly will... with the age difference. I mean, I think that did make it worse. It did, and it, it would have been a nightmare, and I think we both knew that. So I was not in a hurry to live together. I did like my own space and time to decompress. And I'm sure you did too. Yeah, you saying that just reminded me. One of the things I always loved about you is you never try to control me. You're never suspicious or worried. It's If I want to go do something, you're like, oh, that's great. Go do that. Yeah. I love that you're not controlling me. And I think a lot of men say they want an independent woman until they get an independent woman. I think what a lot of men, maybe people, what a lot of them mean by that is, I don't want you to hassle me about anything I want to do, but I want to be able to tell you when you're doing something I don't want you to do. And you were never worried. You I would be going off to rehearsal or going out with friends or going out to shows, and you were never worried about that. I've had friends who would cancel coffee with me because their husband's bowling was canceled. Hmm. Really? Yeah. You can't go have a coffee because your husband's bowling was canceled? Yeah, I think it's healthy. Even now, we still have a lot of independent time. Oh, yeah. But yet, when we're together, we really enjoy our time together. So, or I do anyway. Well, I do. And if I don't see you for, I will travel sometimes to see the children and maybe with your work schedule, you can't always come. Yeah. But when I am away from you, I miss you. And we also had a lot of years, even though we lived together, where each of us or one of us was working out of town. Mm -hmm. So we were never in each other's face all the time. Yeah. And when you were in Montreal, I loved going to Montreal the odd weekend. And people are like, oh, your partner's in Montreal. Ugh. It's great. I have a weekend lover. <laughs> it's kind of nice. You have an opportunity to do your own thing and miss each other. Yeah. And I always missed you when we were apart. But then when we were together, it was great. So, And then COVID happened. <laughs> but somehow we struck a balance and I think we still have it. And it's great. I love it. I do too. I'm glad you're in my life. I'm glad you're so, in my life. Even though it never should have worked, it so. did work. Follow your gut. If you think something shouldn't work for rational reasons, that may or may not be correct. You have to trust what your heart knows deep down. I knew you were an old soul. Well, thank you, Abe, for having this chat. Was... I hope you're not embarrassed by anything I've said. Of course not. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm. This was wonderful. Thank you. And for all you ladies who want to know if Abe has any brothers, 
He has three brothers and two sisters, but none of Abe's brothers are available. Well, that's it for today. That was fun for me. I hope you enjoyed it too. Thank you for listening. If you would like to ask me or tell me anything or suggest a topic, email me at jewelssays at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.